Welcome to Between the Fur. I'm Ken, and as a professional mascot, I need professional costumes, right? People always ask me, who makes your costumes? I tell them Alinko Costumes in Salt Lake City. Alinko makes just about everything for me, and they do an amazing job. Alinko not only builds costumes, they have a design service that's free, and they also service their costumes as well. However, now the largest and oldest costume company in the U.S. just turned it up a notch by bringing on my friend John Absey, formerly the Jazz Bear, to help with product development, processes, sales, and quality control. Hey, if you need a costume done right from the very start, don't waste time or money. Call Alinko. That's spelled A-L-I-N-C-O. And get it done right. As a professional mascot, one of the hardest things is finding creative props and toys to use while you're performing. It's hard unless you visit the store at GameOps.com. My friends over at GameOps.com have dozens of mascot-related products. Okay, here's an example. You're working on a proposal skit. They have a giant engagement ring prop to make the joke even bigger. There's plenty more at the store, so visit the store, GameOps.com, and take a look. It's awesome, man. They have everything. Check it out. What's happening? Uh, look, I'm on I'm on my court at my house. I'm just chilling and look at you, you're in your car. Ow, I, my internet was dead in the other building, so this is where I'm at. <laughs> what are you so, doing, brother? Nothing, man, just just chilling. Just wanted to talk to my friend, man. Haven't we haven't chatted in a while. I made friend status, I like that. <laughs> you're my brother, man. You're my brother. Yeah, so what's hey, going look, on? Welcome back to boys. Between the Fur. Good. Good. Boys are good. Uh, everybody's good. Uh, Garrett's uh, doing some interesting stuff out there, even though we got a pandemic going on. He's still performing and, and all that. Putting out good content. Yeah, Drake's uh, crushing it at the gym. And yeah, Kate is setting me up on all this. So, yeah. Good stuff, Kate's man. the tech. Kate's the tech. tech. Yeah. So... Oh, uh, props to him for always. Being no, I want to see. Come on, Cade, put your face in front of the camera. He Everybody just walked out. He just walked out behind this set, this this uh, whole yeah. setup here. He, he just walked out. Hey, Kenny. Yeah. This is being recorded, right? Right. Okay. Let me go find the hub in the other building. I'll uh, I'll just hang on while we while you walk. Can you do that? Uh, so what's going on other than that? Not much, man. Not much. She's how's, how's that lovely wife of yours doing? <laughs> She's great. She still likes me. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. It's a miracle. Does she still talk about me a lot? She does not. <laughs> <laughs> that was good to say. That's, that sucks. Apparently, nothing to be too fun to talk about. So, well, are, you at, are you at a Linko? I recognize yeah. recognize those trees. Yep, that's where I'll be. There you go, man. Say hi to Terry. Say hi, Terry. Say hi. everybody. Say hi. This is Kenny. Say hi, everybody. You know what? I'm going to go in the glue room because I don't think Abby wants to hear us sitting yakking the whole time. Did you I can sit the, in the closet. Did you see the? Did you say the yeah, glue room? The glue room. <laughs> we, we can sit in the closet. Look, this is our closet, and it has there the you. hub, and he's going to close the door. I mean, I can just sit in here. Does that work? There you go. Yeah. Is that the glue room? No, this is the, you can see all the computer uh, products. Oh, this is the Cade room. This is where uh, Cade room. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that looks like his room. Well, you know what? I'll show you the glue room. <laughs> the glue room. The glue room is, you remember airplane glue when you'd smell it and you'd get high as a kid? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nah, that's the glue room. Hey, look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to flip you. Hold on. That's what got me into mascotting. <laughs> Boom! See, this is our glue room. See all the glue. Nice. You like that? And the feet and the yep. Oh yeah, uh, all kinds of glue there. That looks pretty organized, actually. Okay, we'll sit in here and do this. Oh, I'm getting old, Ken. Oh yeah, you are. Okay, wait. You so are. You about Trevor's Legacy Foundation. Before you so rudely cut me off, I did not cut you off. You kicked me out. <laughs> um, yeah, no, you know, the, the thing that I got to say, though, Kenny, is um, is uh, as fun as that stuff is and as, you know, um, humble as it is to be able that they want us to come and help them perform. I think the best part of it is the fact that you and everybody else committed to come from around the country to show up 
in Kadoka. You know what I mean? And Bird yeah. Island. Been out to Bird Island. And, I, you know, and, and you've come out to the mascot bowl out here in Utah. So I, I just, you know, a lot of that stuff, Kenny, uh, does not happen unless you guys have the heart and the will to come out and support it. Well, I'll tell you, it's so fun, though. I mean, that's the stuff that really makes this job a blast. I mean, that that kind of charity stuff and then getting together as as uh, buddies for a good cause. Gosh, it's so fun. We in fact, we well, that was a basketball game that lasted what? Three hours, four hours, <laughs> four hours. Bird Island. Bird Island lasted forever. Oh Rock. my gosh! Kodoka was, well, Kodoka was, was long. Yeah. Now we've done it a couple of years now, and I can't wait to uh, to get back up there. So, yeah, if you're listening, check out uh, Trevor's Legacy Foundation. Uh, Roxanne started that, and she uh, it's for her son who who passed away in a uh, drunk driving accident. Uh, he was hit and uh, passed away. And uh, the story there is amazing, but she's helping other people through this foundation now. And uh, you know what, though? Hey, I want to I want to talk to you. I want to tell some stories here real quick, but I want to ask you right up front. So when you first started, how, what was it like with people telling you? I mean, did anybody tell you, hey, you can't do this or that's stupid or or what you're you're a, you're a mascot? Come on, yes. You know, did they? What kind of grief did you get? Because I got some. I got some from intern, you know, inside my family and external. But what was that like at first? Um, you know, it was funny when I got the job. My dad, he was older, and he was. But uh, you were a mascot before you got the job with the Jazz, right? So so. But I, mean, I was just doing all that while I was in school, you know, because I was oh, I was doing yeah. minor league. I was doing CBA, and so. But when I got the job in in Utah, I remember my dad called me and was like, "Ah, John, you know, because he's an old school farmer, and he's like, come home and just get a good construction job and <laughs> <laughs> work in the coal he, mines." Yeah, he couldn't put his head around it, you know. To him, you know, you just work hard, and that's all you need to do. And uh, so, it was funny when he said it, and. I, I'm just really sad because he never did get to see me perform. He passed before uh, uh, he could get his himself out here. Mm. So that, that sucks. But, um, he, you know, he got, oh, he got to watch, hi, Terry. <laughs> he got to watch, he got to watch videos and stuff of it. And, uh, oh, it does. Okay. Okay. You're awesome. Thanks. Terry just said the internet over there works. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so a little too little too late there, Terry. I know. Well, I looked up and he stared at me and I'm just like, hi, Terry. And then he's just like, you know, oh. um, no. So, I mean, you know, that was, that was kind of the first one. And then the other one, and I know you get it all the time is when I started, everybody would be like, so what else do you do? And I'd be like, no, no, this is it. And they're like, no, like it's not full time. And I'm like, no, it's full time. And then Every skit that I did, everybody was like, like when you said, you know, like that's stupid or that isn't going to work or, you know, so, but that lasted my whole career. Everybody said half the stuff I did was stupid. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, my uh, stupidest one though, what? my stupidest one. So, and I don't even know if it was stupid. I still think I could have pulled it off, you know, cause so you knew I was in the military and uh, I had gathered a couple incinerary round parachutes. They're the parachutes that hold the, like it, it, it pops and it lights up a whole area in the battlefield, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, or it was an illumination round, not an incinerator round, but it was an illumination round. And, uh, like, yeah, and like it just, and, it just bursts into flames and, you know, <laughs> then it was wrong. Down. Okay. It, it, I've been up since five. But so I had two of these parachutes and I thought it would be fun if I held the parachutes up, we could jump out of the rafters and I could parachute to the floor. And, uh, we, we loaded a duffel bag to about 150 pounds and tucked it off of the thing. And, and it, it opened up and it went down and it drifted just a hair and then boom, hit kind of hard. And I was like, I don't know. I, mean, <laughs> I don't think I'll break anything, you know? So we did it a couple of times and then I called management down and we all watched it and it was hilarious to see their face. Like, no, that was like one of the most sincere knows it is not going to happen. I've ever heard it's like, no, you're not jumping out of the damn ceiling on parachutes. So <laughs> I, I try. Hey, I got to tell you one that I actually was able to pull off. And this, this was, uh, you know, back at, um, 
another arena that is not around anymore, McNichols Arena. But uh, yeah, I was, I, I, <laughs> I had this idea. Instead of rappelling in, what if I swung in and then rappelled, you know? And so, I, and I had, I had broken my back the year before this. I remember that. And, yeah, and I thought, you know what? I could, I could do this. I could do this. And I uh, hadn't even thought about the fact that I broke my back just, uh, you know, months before this. And so <laughs> the idea was to um, run up during the skit. It was a, it was a, um, I was going to do the Indiana Jones, you know, music and everything and run up and get chased and everything. And then I grab onto this rope, look like it and just swing out and, and drop to the floor. Well, um, I could not practice this thing, uh, and, and, and get it down. So, uh, I tried all these different gloves <laughs> because I was, I was just putting my hand in a, in a loop. When I got up to the rope up to the second level, put my hand in the loop and then jump off the upper deck and swing down. Now, the other thing is, okay, what do you do with the rope? So I figured I just have it go whipping down the aisle, you know? Yep. Which is just stupid thinking right now, because what if somebody stepped on it or what if, you know, anyways. So my plan was to have everybody cleared out and do this thing. Well, um, but I practiced and practiced and practiced it using different gloves. I I, I couldn't, it, it was such a force swinging down and then to the yeah. floor that sometimes <laughs> I had too slippery of a glove and I'd just be like, slip. And by the time I got to the floor, I was like on my knees, you know? And then I had other ones that were too grippy that I would jump off and swing. And then I couldn't slide down the rope. It was just, <laughs> anyways, that one time though, when I couldn't, sl when I got this really grippy glove, one time I swing out, I can't slide down. And all of a sudden I'm swinging back at the stairs. I'm like, oh crap, my back. <laughs> that was the first time I thought about my back at that point. Wham! right into the cement steps again. Uh -oh. <laughs> laying there okay is anything broken luckily nothing and I, I, didn't, I wasn't wearing any pads why would we why would i wear pads or a helmet geez i'm or, just practicing it was completely safe and osha said it was okay right they loved it this is way 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 before osha and this is back when uh the city owned the owned the arena and so there was no real worry about insurance or anything like that. Hey, city, city will get sued. We're fine. <laughs> so I actually, I got this down. I figured it out. I went uh, to my management and this is the one time I got to say, uh, it, it totally surprised me. I walk in there. I'm like, Hey, to our risk and management guy, our lawyer guy and everything. He kind of handled it all. I said, Hey Gary, um, can you, can you come take a look at this stunt I want to do tomorrow night? He walks out and I'm like, now the idea is this. And I'm thinking, oh man, I'm going to get all kinds of pushback here and everything. And now we'll clear the aisles and we'll, you know, I got this all thought through and sure enough, I swing out there, swing way up and I repel, I land on the court. And he's like, looks good to me. And walked off. I was like, Wait, was that, was that a yes? That was a yes, right? That was a yes, right? I got a yes? <laughs> He's like, yeah, looks good. That'll never, that would never happen. Never happen nowadays at all. I mean, oh, no. oh gosh, it'd be, you know, all kinds of risk and safety stuff. And that the other, the next night pulled it off. It was, it was great. Nobody even stepped out on my rope or anything, but that rope went whipping down the aisle. Have you ever thought about, how many things that we did well it, and a lot of it is just because when we started mascotting was so new and they really didn't know what was safe what was dangerous i mean we had no rules really because we were writing them as we were going uh -huh. you know i mean and i just talked to scotty hessington about that we were talking about the rules in the in the book and how many rules were because of us and i was like I think, you know scotty had one i think barry had two you know, everybody had something that they did. And then the NBA was like, okay, we can't do that anymore. You know? Yeah. But I, you know, I was fortunate. I don't know if I ever had any. So uh, no more back flipping off the, off the score table. I pushed yeah. that one as oh, long as I could. I remember that. 
But I, I just think it's interesting when you look back at where we started and, you know, and like you said, how people were like, oh, is that really a job? Because it was so new. Nobody knew about it. Like during our tryouts, like mine, I think we had, what, 15 applicants and eight of them showed up. And nowadays you're getting, you know, a ton of applicants and everybody wants to be a mascot. But, you know, we, we started when it was brand new and we're at the pinnacle and now it's kind of on a downswing and, and uh, I mean, everybody still wants a mascot, but it's still kind of that, you know, uh, dream for some guys, you know, this fantasy land. But at the same time, I feel that the NBA, the NFL, you know, all these sports teams are, it's on that downswing for the teams and how they look at us as an asset. Yeah. Well, and you know what, when, when we first started back to that, when we first started, or at least when I first started back in high school, I mean, it was, uh, it was, hey, dude, come on. That's not cool. Wait, you're going to yeah. be, you're going to be the mascot. In fact, my brother, my brother was like, dude, don't embarrass me, man. Come on. Jeez. I, I went to that school. I know. I still know people there. Okay. People know me. <laughs> don't embarrass me. And I was actually pretty good, but man, there was times, and I, you know, I got to think about this the other day. We have so many people that, that have their dreams shot because, yep. you know, because of something people, somebody says or, or whatever. My wife had, uh, and I had this conversation this morning about how we were in high school and how we were, uh, you know, growing up and maturing and things like that. And gosh, if we just, if, if I would have listened to half of the, of the negative that I got, you know, I mean, I had people not, I mean, at all stages, high school, college, university, I had I, even into, I mean, 10 years into my career here, I had people going, you know, you suck. I mean, right <laughs> in my face, you know, what was that? You suck, man. The gorilla is the best or the bear's the best, you know, just, and, you know, I remember so many games th- getting all these compliments and then. That, but it was the one that was, you know, just devastating to me. You know, that that in your face, sit down, you suck. I was like, man, ah, oh, gosh, it would just stick with me for days. But yeah, those those kind of things, man, we had to overcome, and it was not cool at first. I'm I'm just saying, it was not no. cool. Yeah, especially in high school and uh, yeah. in college. No, but. Because there's that. There's just that 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 uh uh what's the word i'm digging for you know that stigma stigma that's the word i'm looking yes. for yes it's, it's like stigma about it you know and it's like um, being a mime like being a, yeah. like being a mime <laughs> it is i mean it I likes know, a I mean, mime. that's why i always wanted to be called an entertainer instead of a mascot because the second you say entertainer it gives you a little bit more status and credibility the second you say mascot you're the kid that can't play sports <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes yes and and it's and it's oh you put on that little costume and yeah you do, you do the little flips and stuff yeah yeah no i, I, <laughs> I like how they say little before everything oh yeah you're the, you're the little guy that does all the little flips out there yeah uh, it's yeah. like really okay here, here's the suit give it a shot right you, you know what's funny though is is because like when i was growing up i had five friends um ever since first grade we still all hang out and stuff and I remember, I don't know how many times. You're like I'd the impractical like, jokers. Yeah. Well, no, yeah, sort of. I mean, we just grew up and we're still friends. And I remember sitting in the van, putting my costume on. And I would, I bet you I did it a hundred times. I'd just kind of reflect because I'd look at myself putting on fur, you know, <laughs> I'm 50 years old, you know, and I'm thinking, going, let me see. Danny's an attorney. Ronnie's a doctor. Corey's a millionaire, <laughs> you know, and I'm just going and I'm like, what the hell, mis- what bad life choices did I make that I'm this old and I'm putting on fur for a living? You know, I just. Yeah, it still runs through my head every once in a while. Yep. Jeez, I'm 54 and uh, I'm still playing dress up for a living. I've, I've been trying to catch you on age bracket, but you keep winning somehow. You're still always a year ahead of me. That's right, man. I got to I got to just keep that one step ahead of you. So, so you look older than me, just so you know. I'm just true. Saying. True. I'm joking. True. Like, uh, you're like Peter Pan. I hate uh, to say <laughs> I like Peter Pan. Yeah. Well. So, okay. So. So if you, what was, trying to think what, when, when we performed, <laughs> like, did you ever, did you like performing by yourself more or when we would all get together for events? 
Ah, oh, good question. So I hated it at first. Yep. I really did because I felt like not only uh, did I have to keep up and outperform and compete and all that stuff with everybody else. Um, but I always felt like I was, that was, that was a. Use your a, words. A, Use your a, words. <laughs> that was a futile effort, you know, seriously. Right yeah. Yeah. Look at me go. I always thought that that was, you know, useless and I, I wasn't going to get anywhere and whatever. And then I quickly, I quickly <clears throat> realized after uh, one or two times of all being together that I didn't have to compete with, I didn't have to look at anybody else and what they're doing. I found myself watching people sometimes watching other mascots uh, and that was okay. And then I realized yep. that I could have fun and, you know, do my own thing and I could hold my own and, I didn't have to be self-conscious about anything I was doing. I was, I just had to be me, but, uh, but that's, you know, how, what, what about you? I didn't know. You know what? I think when you look back at it, I, I feel, I felt the same way, but I think it was because we were all learning. I mean, it was brand new to all of us that yeah. we would get together, do a birthday party. And what I hated is we all seemed to kind of work around each other and, just like you, I had my bits that I would do in the crowd and all of a sudden somebody would come over and mess it up or somebody would come and do this. And I was like, come on. But then it took a little bit, but then we figured out that it's like, okay, if I'm here or if I was with you and we were working like the Memphis Grizzlies game, if I looked and you were here, I'm going to go down five rows and right. work over there. So I think it just took a little bit of time for us to work and figure out how to do it as a group. And then what I loved about it is – we're such a, a solo performance. You know, we we go out and crush it with a skid, a dunk, a stunt, whatever it is. Then we go in the back and we're like, yeah, that was great. But it's just us. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yeah. like you go out in a basketball team or a football team and you make a great run, you go in and the, you know you get to have the camaraderie with the team. And we really don't have the team. It's just us. And that's what I think is fun is when we would go out and do a skit or uh, a mascot uh, dunk Olympics. contest or uh, yeah. Coming back in the room and being able to just talk about it with everybody was so fun. Yeah. Um, so that's what I love. Plus I just loved seeing everybody and going out afterwards and uh, hanging out, and, uh, doing stuff like that yeah. and trying to keep bowling on the strip clubs. <laughs> and if you can yeah. edit that one out, just edit that out, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's native. So I have to tell you another one. But you know, I'll, I'll tell you one when we all get together. This one, uh, you know, Barry, I love you, man. I love you. I love you. I love you. So don't take this wrong. But I used to hate going to birthday parties with Barry. Signing autographs was the worst with him. Because it was bang on the table and bang on the table some more. And you're trying to sign somebody's picture. And it's like, ga 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 And, and just, my pen's skipping all over the place. Then he's over the table and he's throwing the table. And I'm like, man, I swear, I'm just going to, I'm going to bring a shot next time. I'm just going to go. <laughs> just calm that guy down right now before the game starts. But uh, yeah. Well, no, and, and I think that was part of it too. That was that learning curve because. He said you know, he was coming out of college and, you know, th th they were a little bit more physical with each other um, because that's technically, I mean, and I, I don't know if you do it, but a lot of times if I had to do something with college mascots, I avoided them at the event because they didn't understand their only idea of being funny was I'm going to hurt somebody. Right. <laughs> and, and I'm, I'm just saying, Barry, I love you too. But just, he came in and for those first couple of years, Oh man, I, I he remember, was still in that mode. He almost knocked me out. Somebody had to grab him and pull him off because he had those inflatable pins with the sand weight in the bottom. Oh yeah, and he was swinging it like a sledgehammer on me. And I remember, bam, my head got hit and everything was shaky. And I'm like, what just happened? I thought somebody jumped on my head, and all of a sudden, bam, I get hit again. And I seriously just laid there like I'm gonna go out. And he was going for the third one, and somebody tackled him and, and pulled him off. And then there was another time I was up on top of the table. Everybody was leaving. 
and my spidey sense kicked in. And I remember I was standing on top of the, the eight foot table and I look over my shoulder and I see Barry looking up at me with that look like, you're dead. <laughs> and, he, boom, and he shoves the table. And thankfully, I was able to shift my weight. So I had a foot in the front and a foot in the back. Otherwise, I'd have fucked oh, off. Oh, yeah. And then I remember, I got another one. And then I remember, I don't remember where we were, but Barry found some crutches in the front row. And Rob Wycall comes walking over, and, you know, and Barry, it's so funny because you can see what he was thinking. <laughs> I saw, because I saw the whole thing. I'm watching him. And I saw him look at his crutch like this. And he looked at the coyote and just went, bam, <laughs> put that, put the end of the crutch right there in his chest and Rob falls to his knees. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, holy hell, you're going to kill somebody. And so Rob, where everybody would get mad at him and say, dude, stop. Right. Right. And if you know, the, the coyote has no padding. None. That guy's just wearing a little bit of fur over his body. That's it. I mean, it's just, it's like, he's got pajamas on. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, little train. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I, you know, the it, it, it's interesting when you look back at, at our careers and what we've done and and the things that we got to do, you know, like going overseas and performing, um, you know, uh, just all the CBA games that we got to go to. I remember, you know, way back in the day when uh, Paul Liddy and David Pendergrass, Adam Hardy, remember those guys? Oh, yeah. We started the uh, Zoo Crew, and we would go around and oh, do yeah. CBA games, and we went as a foursome, and each guy would take a quarter, and then we'd all work halftime. It was awesome. Um, you know, That's and then the great. CBA left, and then entertainment dollars ran out, and nobody brought us in it. I remember one time I got flown out to, to a CBA game uh, that uh, Roy Jones Jr. owned. You know, the, the boxer. Yeah, the boxer. Yep. Yeah. He owned a CBA uh, team. and I can't remember. Who was that? I, I don't know. It was, it was. in was a, it a little, No, no. Um, guy, I can't remember. Some little, some little town though. Uh, I was, and I was picked up. <laughs> I was, I was picked up in a two seater plane. What? Yes, I and and I was bringing in my assistant and my trampoline. So not only did I have all my my costume, I brought my stilts, I brought my trampoline. We packed it all in the back of this plane. My assistant, who was bigger than I was, and the pilot (laughs) were up in the front, and I was literally in the back, squeezed up against the door of this little tiny plane. (laughs) <laughs> well, oh. they flew out to this little town in the middle of nowhere, and uh, I did the CBA team, uh, game. And I remember Roy Jones. I brought my boxing gloves, and uh, I go out there at one point, and uh, yeah, Roy Jones Jr. took a shot at me. Wham! That's awesome. Yeah. So I've been hit by I, some of the best. Yes, you have. I, I well, still, I still remember training with you in uh, Denver. You had. Uh, you were friends with that other boxer, pro boxer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, Daryl William. Daryl. Yeah. yeah. And, and I remember we went over and, and you were like, Hey, we're going to box and train with him. And I mean, that was the coolest thing ever. You know I mean? Here you are, you know, it's like we're mascots, but yet, you know, we know these, these super athletes. And, um, but I remember we put the boxing gloves on and I had to run outside and I was gnawing at my gloves because I got claustrophobic. I, oh. I couldn't have something on my, my hands. Well, yeah. And so, it did you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. They and gave it, me the ones and they shoved the laces in so I could throw my gloves if I got panicky. Yeah. And it was, uh, and it didn't help that it was like 900 degrees in that gym too. So it was awful. Yeah. It was hot. It was really <laughs> hot, but that was a lot of fun. You know, yeah. somebody in the league that uh, really befriended a ton of celebrities in players and stuff with uh with scotty hessington oh yeah i couldn't believe how many celebrities and uh and uh athletes he knew yeah to this that, day still does oh i know he's got such the hook on <clears throat> i'm always like eh, i don't want to go talk to those yeah. guys you know i don't you know i don't want to yeah. you know but man he'd just go make friends with them and and uh you know we 
there are guys that I've traveled with and everything. I still, um, <laughs> you know, Kenny Smith, um, you know, I've traveled with him, Scotty, Scotty Brooks, Terry Porter. Uh, whenever I see these guys, uh, Gary Payton. Um, yeah, I love those. Oh, my God. There's a name from the past. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Chauncey Billups. I was talking to him the other day. Um, but, you know, we get to know all these guys, and, and uh, they actually talk to us, even though we're mascots, even though we play dress-up for a living. So, yeah. You know, though, I think sometimes they understand it more than the, the management does. Yeah. You know what I mean? They understand that, look, we're out there doing our job just like you guys are. You guys are playing a kid's sport when you really think about it. You know, it's entertainment. Kids play the game. It is. And, and they understand it just as much. It's like we're playing a sport, granted, at a higher level, and we're performing, and we're technically trying to help you win. We're the sixth man, people. Yep. <laughs> and, you know, it's – Cause there's, there's something fun when you go out there and you have a great game, the crowd is listening. And I, you know, I was told once by one of my GMs, he walked in Randy Rigby and, and we had come back and we won that game, but I was just having a really just solid game and, and uh, performance. And he came back and he actually thanked me and said that I, you know, that I had something to do with that win. And when you hear that, you're just like, you know, you're just beaming. You're just like, man, this is awesome. You know? So well, I, I, I think that they understood more than anybody that we were an asset and valuable to them. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you one time I, I was told that I was about three years into the league and we were uh, we were heading into the playoffs and uh, the president of the company, Tim Lywicki, Tim Lywicki. Oh, yeah. uh, love that guy. Uh, we were walking down the hall and met up and whatever. And this is before the game. And he puts his arm around me and, and uh, he says, hey, you know what? Uh, he goes, I figure in all seriousness, this is what he said. I figure you're worth six to eight points to us tonight. So give him heck. I'm like, I was like, oh, at first I was like, like that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and then do you go? And then I was like, wait a minute. My contract. Exactly. Can we talk money now? Because. <laughs> guy on the end of the bench he's he's not going to make six to eight points tonight no exactly yeah so I, I think it's funny when and i think you know and everything is cyclical i think mascotting will come back eventually um you know like it was for us um because we hit it at the just perfect time and i just think that you know we had management back then that understood it. They, they realized it was entertainment. They realized we were an asset. And then for some reason, I just had heard from so many other mascots, it's a management change and it's guys that are, you know, these management that are kind of like jock sniffers, you know, it's all about the game and it's about the players and you're just a mascot and, and it's, it's such crap. And, uh, but I think it'll come back when people realize that, you know, how, how stale some of the game entertainment is right now. Yeah. Yeah. But we're having to shift on the fly now because of this whole stay at home stuff and, and everything and don't touch and don't, you know, can't come in contact with people and all that stuff. So it's going to be interesting how we're, we're going to have to, we're going to have to shift and, uh, and the new guys coming, it's yeah. never going to be the same. It's, it's never going to be the same. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't feel anyways, but you know, at the same time, I think you're right. It is going to shift back to where people, you know, management realize what an impact and um, how valuable uh, mascots are. I think right now they, they kind of take it for granted a little bit in a lot of cases. And, uh, you know, I got to tell you, my team, you know, my team has, has fortunately uh, not taken, you know, that big a swing on, on things. And, and they still have, um, they still recognize for the most part, the, uh, the role that mascots play this mascot plays anyways, but yeah. yeah. So, um, all right. So give me, give me, uh, give me one that, that I would not know. Give me a story that I would not know. Uh, gosh, you, you, you got a ton of them. Give me a story that, that is little told little heard from you. <laughs> Come on. Little, um, well, you know what? Little known fact, uh, a fact. Well, 
you know, back in the day when, when I was performing, uh, I, I really liked Andy Kaufman. And I mean, this really isn't a story. It's just kind of, it's, and what I did is I tried to, and I know that everybody else did, is I tried to really make it as look, my skits look as legit as possible. So I would tell as few people as possible, you know, and there were a number of times where my first one I ever did, I just told two security guards and I had my buddy sitting in the, in the crowd holding up a jazz suck sign and he was in Dallas gear and he went running out on the floor. It was one of the first times and he was running on the floor. And when I told the security guards what they were doing, I said, I'll give you each 20 bucks if you catch them. And I told Brian Archibald, I said, I'll give you 20 bucks if you can stay away from them. So they're running and security, everybody, you can tell everybody's like, what the hell do we do? But these two guys were chasing them and I ran out and tackled them and, you know, ripped up a sign. The crowd went crazy. Then there was the one that I did with Scotty Hetzington where he came out on the floor. Um, but with all of those crying wolf skits, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I was going up, I was walking on the handrail and I saw somebody run down the right side of me. And I was like, that's weird. So I'm kind of close to the floor. And I thought, how are they going to make that turn? Why are they running so fast? So I jumped down and I look and sure as hell, this guy goes all the way across the floor over to our home team huddle and gets in the huddle. And I remember I looked at Ron <laughs> Jensen, our security guy, and he's looking at me like, is this you? And I'm like, no. And I look over at the road <laughs> and he's like, I'm like, no, this isn't me. And nobody did anything because they thought it was a skit. And then Jerry Sloan, big Jerry goes walking over and he grabs this guy. And that's when security and police were like, oh, hell, this isn't a bear skit. And they jumped him. But Jerry Sloan was the first one to grab him. And he's like, what the hell are you doing in my huddle? And, and shoved him back. But, it, you know. That's great. I've never heard that story. That is awesome. So right I, after that, all of a sudden, because, you know, we, we do this stuff all the time and, yeah. and everybody's like, oh, it's just a skit, you know, but no. <laughs> that's, that's great. Oh, yeah. I, speaking of running across the floor, I remember one time, though, at your place, um, <laughs> we had knocked you guys out of the playoff, playoffs the year before. And so we were there for your birthday, for uh, Bear's birthday. And. We all got introduced, and here they introduced me. I go running out of the tunnel. Boo! <laughs> it was such it. a loud boo that I, I, I it just shocked me at first. No, because I mean, it just running. erupted. It just erupted, so I just kept running, running straight out the other side. <laughs> I'm like, "Where's the nearest tunnel? There it is. Just keep going." I just I remember that waved and just kept running out the other side. <laughs> I was laughing so hard in my suit. I was seriously, I looked and I even kind of, you know, like it was one of those moments where I, I even kind of flinched because it was so loud. <laughs> and when you were running off the other tunnel, I swear to you, I still, I remember just going, that was creative. <laughs> it was like, I mean, cause you just kept going. You didn't even hesitate. Just Oh man. I just, I had to keep just going. That was the same game that uh, some, one of your fans full on just punched me right in the Yeah. Stomach. Yeah, I'm climbing through the stands. And, he's and they like, ripped your jersey. Get out of here. Grab me. Wham, right in the stomach. Because I remember you coming in and you were livid. Because oh, was, they had ripped your jersey and stuff a little bit. I was And pissed. I felt so bad. Because look, at, here we are. We're Utah. Mormon capital of the world. We're nice people. Uh-uh. <laughs> no one comes to sports. No. Mormon, Utah is a, we're a tough crowd when it comes uh-huh. to sports. Yeah, you guys out there take that serious. Yeah, well, th- I remember you when we were doing mascot bowl one year. We were playing, and when we were playing football against those ninth graders, and we had given you the ball, and some kid had grabbed you and drove your face into the ground, oh. and you came back to the huddle, and you're like, you you could tell you were just pissed. And you're like, <laughs> Give me the ball. Give me the ball. <laughs> oh. and then, you just wanted to drive right at this kid. I swear. Yeah, I remember that. I, Gosh. I just I just loved how you were like, just give me the ball. Like, I don't care what's <laughs> going to happen. This play is mine because I'm, I'm going to destroy this kid. You know, I was seeing red, man. That kid really just drove. I'm like, do you realize how old I am? Do you realize how much money I would lose if I got injured? <laughs> I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that kid didn't care. No. No. None of them do. That's why I never liked working with college kids is because they didn't quite understand it, you know. Nah, but, you know what? I, I coming out coming out of college, I thought honestly that 
I had the world by the tail and <laughs> get it. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, but seriously, back to having rough times, man, I really, I got a, I got a shock when I got into the NBA. I mean, it was, it was tough. It was tough coming up with skits. It was yeah. tough entertaining, being spontaneous because college, man, all you had to do is go out and raise your hands and the crowd does the wave. You don't, yeah. even, have, you don't even have to wave. You just keep your hands up and they're going to scream for you. You know, man, I get into, get into the NBA and I go out there and raise my hand. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. I guess I got to do something else. Um, you know, let me go get my unicycle. You know, and I had so many, oh, I had so many booze. I had, you know, and, and uh, you know, I think that surprises a lot of people when I tell them that, oh yeah, I had tons of booze. I, I, I sometimes got booed off the floor, even years into my career, you know? And um, then I realized that, you know, gosh, if you sometimes go for a boo, that's a good thing. But um, yeah, I've done that several times. In <laughs> fact, speaking of that, oh, I learned that uh, one time I uh, used my son for uh, a, um, he was little at the time for musical chairs and came out there. And, um, and this was one of those that I heard about it from management and everything. Uh, Cause they didn't know my kids at the time, things like that. So, um, but yeah, we did musical chairs and one of the last, you know, we get, I get a few couple kids out and everything. And then, and then it's my son who's there go fighting for the chair. And uh, of course I win and uh, I'm like, yeah, get out of here, you know, go on, go take yourself off, you know? And so my son starts walking away. I just walked right up behind him and shoved him. <laughs> he went down almost on his face. He almost hit his face, but he like went down. Boom. Boo. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Boo. Yeah. I, you know, I ended up like, losing the whole musical chairs thing of course but uh you know and, and the kid won the other kid won but afterwards man oh i heard it from management did what did you do for that kid i mean you 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 took care of that kid right i mean yeah you know whose kid was that did they sign a waiver did their parents sign a waiver i'm like oh, that's my kid they're like <laughs> oh thank goodness yeah so I, I think it's funny how people I mean, and that's what we're shooting for is when somebody buys into it and they fully believe, like you said, that's what we want. But at the same time, I'm always scratching my head. Like, how the hell do you think that that was real? You know, um, right. Or that we intentionally were going to do that. You know, I, cause I remember doing the, uh, 1812, the, yeah. Yeah. And I had cakes that I was slamming into this opposing fan's face. And, you know, and I was standing about three rows back and just, you know, fastballing them at him. And when they came back down to the cage, it cleaned up, you know, because they're our friends. Um, he pulled out of his pocket three cards from three attorneys. <laughs> like, you can sue for that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a few years ago, I uh, it was probably the last time I, I I was able to push something this far in my career because I, I I literally got told after this this one, hey, you have got to tone it down. You just, I mean, we're at that point. You had the way the world is right now. You've got to tone it down. And uh, that was when I cut off a dude's uh, a, a guy's man bun. Oh, I I got the same talk to. Yep. I cut this guy's man bun off and like I, I reached through the railing, you know, and you know, he's sitting cause he had poured some water on me, you know, yep. cause I was messing with his friend. And so I, I snuck back up there and through the railing reached out. He was sitting, you know, back to the railing and I snip his man bun and it's like, I just scalped him, you know? And uh, man, he got like, he got some cards as well, some attorneys and everything. And after I did that one, another uh, fan literally threw a beer on me. And really? Yeah. He got thrown out. 
And uh, so it was a big mayhem thing, but uh, yeah, I, it was pretty funny though, because I, I walked around for the, about the next quarter of the game with this dude's man bun and while people took selfies with it. <laughs> you should have put little, you know, those little bouncy squiggly eyes and glued it to it. The little <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I, and literally everybody was like, is that real? Oh, it's real. Oh my gosh. I touched it. It's real. I touched it. <laughs> you know, that reminds me of the time we were in Sacramento. Remember that? I touched it. I think I touched it. Remember? Oh, yeah. The little kid. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. That was. Uh, have we talked about that one? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. That, that was that was priceless. Guy, just really in short here. In short, we're all taking pictures. We'll uh, we'll just touch on it real quick. Just yeah. in case people forget or didn't hear that one. But we're, I'll take pictures before the game at at uh, birthday party. I remember it in Denver because I had to explain to my people. But you keep thinking it's in 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 Sacramento. But I think why you think that is because Slamson was uh, was right there and he was really involved with uh, with you. Anyways, uh, so uh, and because he was the one, dude, yeah, freaking out. Anyways, so we're all taking pictures. This little come, kid comes through the line. You pick the kid up by his legs, turn him upside down, and you're holding him. <laughs> but his 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 legs slide, but his pants don't. Right? right. So he slides down. He slides he's not down. wearing underwear. He slides, <laughs> he slides down. He's not wearing underwear. <laughs> All of a sudden, I'm like, I'm looking over going, is that what I think it is? All Somebody of a... thought it was an Audi belly button. <laughs> yes. And then, and then Slamson reaches over to cover it. <laughs> he's like, oh my gosh. Ah, his pants, his thingy's out. And he puts his hand, hand up there to cover it. And then he's realizing what he's doing and how that looks. Because yep. people are all still out there taking pictures. Put him down, put him down. Oh man, I was dying. Yeah, so. yeah I remember that. Now I, I uh, I'm trying to think of some other stories. I remember um, one time I was sitting at a game. This is like a whole just fear and but sitting at a game, and and I was in my inflatable. Um, and I just think it's interesting how a lot of people think that it's either really padded in there or there's you know right. They they can't put their head around how this thing works. And a lot of people think it's remote control. Yeah, that too. But I remember his name was Lloyd and he's this huge Samoan security guard. And I had told Luke, my assistant, I said, hey, go out and tell him that, you know, he's going to punch me because I'm going to be messing with him. And I go, make sure he hits me in the, the bare nose, you know, the nose up high. Luke's okay. So when I'm out there and I'm messing with him, I look. And it was one of those moments where I'm sitting there staring at him and I'm like, he's not looking up. here. Go, he's looking me dead in the eyes through my little screen. Dude, he hit me so hard. Ooh. And you watch on video, his arm just sinks into the inflatable. And in the back of the inflatable, you can see my head hit the back of the inflatable. <laughs> the bulge comes out. I literally come off my feet, hit the ground, and slide probably three feet. And I remember I kind of opened my eyes, and I'm just like, what the hell just happened? And the front of my thing is full of blood, and I feel my face. And he hit me right here in the mouth. And my lip exploded and oh. I never touched it. And I'm like, I'm full of blood. And then there's that moment where you're like, well, and you just get up <laughs> and you just get up and you go run it off the floor. Like nothing happened. And I get in the back and I drop it. My I'm, there's blood all over the inside. People are looking at my lip. They had to get the doctor down. They're trying to figure out if I needed to stitch it. It was, it was, yeah. The, those are the, uh, unforeseen events that that why we are all beat up and bruised and hurt in our old age yes yes all right i, I got one more I, I this is not a hopefully this doesn't come up you know as a you know measuring contest here but um <laughs> <laughs> we're just shooting stuff back and forth so um but speaking of a time i got punched this is by charles barkley you've heard this one. Oh, where, i have yeah 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 where you know i was this was way back early early in uh, he and I's relationship, but uh, he was, you know, obviously known as the uh, uh, round mound of rebound and also a brawler and, and inside and out of the arena. 
And uh, so one time he, he was at the game and I was taunting him and I was like, hey, you know, cross this line. Come on, come on, come on, chicken. Bark, bark, bark. You know, I was, I, he was walking on the floor. I was walking off, you know. And uh, so I did that a couple of times. And finally, finally, another time out, he's like, yeah, man, come on. It, it's all right. It's all right. Come here. Come here. Cool. It's cool, man. We're, you know, it's cool. Supposed to shake my hand. And I, I didn't know he was, I didn't know he was left-handed. So he shakes my hand, but pulls me in. Boom. Like, as I'm being pulled into his fist, he hits me right in the face. And I'm sure he thought that it's just a soft, fluffy character, you know? Oh, my gosh. The eyes literally are hard plastic, you know? And they've got edges. And then, uh, so he he cracks me, cuts me, cuts my face. I, like, I literally get knocked out. So... I wake up and the referee is leaning over me. Get off the floor. I'm like, okay. Ah. So I, I mean, I, he like literally knocked me out. But anyways, I go in the back and I'm so shaken up about this. I take the head off and I'm leaning on. I remember leaning on the, on the sink, just dripping blood out of my nose and my mouth. My eyes cut. My tooth is loose. And I'm like, <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> my lip is quivering and everything. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, I went back out there and, and uh, later on my stilts to see if he was actually serious and come to find out he, he wasn't quite serious. He went through my legs, punched me that time. I thought he was going to punch me right in the crotch, but anyways, but that started a whole, a whole back and forth between he and you, I. You but, long thing but it even helped with all of us you know your or uh barkley and your kind of feud is like uh robert uh robin lopez robin lopez and uh spencer and scott and those guys because i remember when that happened i remember they showed up at our arena and i went out in foot like pads hockey equipment hockey pads and i said stop mascot abuse you know with barkley you know because you just done that and then I know that that spun off to where, believe it or not, your team was advertising when Barkley would come in to watch the feud with you guys. Oh, I mean, yeah. It, it got big. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. 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 It, that was a chance that, uh, um, yeah, there was some things I took a chance right after that happened that I was yeah. told not to. You know, don't look, just leave it. He he punched you once, just leave it. But no, next game, I actually had to come out and uh, against the advice. It wasn't a flat no, but it was. It was just, it was just advice. It was just a better, it, it, this better go good type of thing. Yeah. A whole big plan where I went out there and we, I set up a whole fight between he and I. And sure enough, one punch and he, you know, knocked me off my stilts and that, and rest is history but you know um the interactions and stuff with robin lopez like you say that's just the next generation and i i love 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 that he came along and i love yeah. that there's been something that has started with him and mascots and and uh, he's just a great guy love that guy he is such a person. Uh, you know and, and that's where i think you know another big shift with uh, just the generations is back when we were performing the referees. I mean, the things the referees would do back then when we started, and the yeah. things that we would do. I mean, unheard right. of. I mean, and then today everything is robotic. Can't touch the players. Can't do this. Don't go to the refs. But I remember Dick Bavetta, one of the referees. Uh, I had a fan in the crowd. His name is John Sudsbury. And he, he's a heavy guy, and I had him in a diaper, and he looked like Cupid. And he was out and it, this whole skit happens and Dick is supposed to like come after me and like, anyway, but he chased me around the floor, chased me off the court. I mean, it was like one of those things you're like a referee would never do that nowadays. Yeah. Um, another time I ran out, I dressed up as Morgana. You, you remember Morgana back in the days, uh-huh. big chest. So I go running out and I, and I kiss Dick and he tackles me and starts kissing me on the floor. And then I pick him up and I walk him off the floor. You that stuff would never happen. Never. Nope. 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 I remember Dick holding me one time while Charles and other players on the team then came out and attacked me. It was, 
it was Bavetta holding my arms back. And I got like four guys, you know, pop, 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 you know. So, yeah, yeah. it was great. It, it, Dick Bavetta, yeah. even, he, he even went out and uh, let me flip over him one time. Where, where, uh, really? I flipped, yeah, I flip over the, the, the cheerleaders, the dancers and stuff. And, uh, yeah, he went and got on the end. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Come here. Let's put you right in the middle. <laughs> so I sandwiched him be, in between everybody so I wouldn't hurt him. But. He's like, flip over me. Come on. I remember, you remember Jess Kersey way back? Yes. Then? Oh, yes. So his name was Al Hyam, and he was head of security. And he'd be the guy that would always bring in all the referees and stuff. And he would take care of them, go out with them at night if they came in earlier after the game, take them out drinking and stuff. But I remember I Al called me and the referees were at a, a bar called Green Street. And I showed up and Jess was there. And we were just talking. And he looked at me. And this was, I just think this is it was the it was just amazing he looked at me and he goes you know what because the game was tomorrow night or the next night and he goes tomorrow i want to kick your ass <laughs> and i'm like what and he got up and shoved tables and chairs out of the way and we literally came up with a skit right there in green street that we performed the next night where he got to kick my butt and which is a word I should have used instead of ass, but he, he <laughs> I was just quoting. Okay. I was quoting. <laughs> he kicked my butt the next night at the game and we did the skit we planned. And it was like, what? that's, that's, Oh my gosh. That's amazing. That's pretty surreal. Actually. Tell me you have video of this. Oh, I'd have, I do. I'd have to find it. I mean, it was, it was a long time ago. I mean, that's just like the coyote. Tell me, is that. And Dick Bavetta punching him and knocking him up. Yeah, well, do you have is that video on the internet? No, dude, Jess Kersey think that was twenty <laughs> it was twenty some years ago. You have to get me that footage. Tell you the truth, it's either gonna be on beta or VHS. So I'm gonna have to find it. Okay. Hopefully do it's on VHS. I do I'll too. convert. I'll convert it if you want me to. But no. hey man, I gotta wrap this up. This no. is great. Oh, I gotta go, no. man. We gotta cut no. it off at some point. We got we gotta want them. We gotta leave them wanting more. More. <laughs> Here, I got. Okay, this. We each got to tell a story that we don't finish. <laughs> and then we got to write them down so that we remember what we talked about. And next time uh, we can tell that's okay. Okay, that's the that's the plan. All right, we gotta leave them wanting more. Okay, so there was this one time I ran <laughs> out the tunnel and I had forgotten the lower half of my costume. Okay. So I'm naked from the waist down. Okay, that's a good spot. <laughs> <laughs> Cut it right there, right? <laughs> I love that. That's good. I might know this story if I'm not mistaken. So there's no story. I remember when there's we no were story. performing in Bird Island, Minnesota. Do you remember the initiation that we would do? No, dude, I, with everybody I don't think, that was like the first time. Going. I don't think I've ever been to Bird Island. I don't think I've ever been there, man. No, you had to have. Um, nope, I don't think I ever have. Oh, well, we would go, and I would always, you know, so some of the guys. This is actually where Zoli Berensky he did a front flip dunk and cut the rim right here. Oh, and I thought he snapped his sternum. And I remember he got up, and you could see him looking around and ran for an exit. Which I'm just, I'm totally veering off topic here, but I remember. I'm always shocked at how when a mascot gets hurt, it doesn't matter how bad, but they get up and leave. You know what I mean? You, yeah. you think anybody else that would do that would lay there that they're hurt. But in a mascot's mind, it's nope. Got to get up, get off the floor. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's I broke my back on a dunk one time. Yes. I got, I got up and got up. Yeah. It's made, crazy. It, made it out. <laughs> so we were in Bird Island. And we had an initiation for everybody that was new that came to Bird Island. And it had to do with a Snickers bar, right? And we would grab everybody. Well, everybody would meet down in the locker room. And we would, everybody knew what was going on. And they would all grab them. And then I would go over. <laughs> and I'm going to leave it right there. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's a great place to stop. Pick right up there <laughs> next time, brother. Thank you so much. And then, and then remind me to tell you how Crunch's assistant freaking topped it. I never thought anybody would be able to like 
top it, except he did. I don't know how he did it, but he did it. It was insane. It was gross, but it was okay. insane. And I have footage of that stuff. I can actually show the footage. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good. People were filming. It's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I just, uh, yeah, good luck for the rest of the year and uh, stay safe. Yeah, man. You too. We'll see you. Bye-bye. Yeah, no, I'm sturdy like a milli rocket. Skin clear, still look y'all, Andy Miller knocking. Money in my pocket. Don't call me a money pocket. Engine get to rocket. It sound like a thunder rocket. Yeah, I still love my baby even when it's toxic. Crazy like she Britney, but no, she don't shade the knock. No, Russell Wilson, where I get low and stay in the pocket. I get paid and do my dance like.